Thank you for downloading episode 97 of the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. And then Badeau into the feet of Crowley. Might think about a shot here. Crowley does think about a shot. And he finds the back of the net. The keeper there, Ellery Bolton, is going to be a bit disappointed that he didn't do better. But Dan Crowley, on his full debut, scores in front of the Barter card then to open the scoring on 19 minutes. And what a rocket to do so. Listen to that noise. Morecambe 1, Bristol Rovers 0. We've been pushing for this goal. We've been pushing for it. And that's why he signed someone like Danny Crowley. He can do that. People will not be happy with that at all, though. It's, well, we don't care. That was. If you get your shots on time, you get a good chance of scoring. The Brentford lonely keeper, Ellery Balcom. It was one of those awkward ones that bounced just in front of him. It was a, a fizzer from 25 yards, but the keeper really should have got something on it round the post for a corner, perhaps. And it just bounced off his hands into the roof of the net. A goal on Dan Crowley's debut. Morecambe 1, Bristol Rovers nil. The Bristol Rovers are dangerous. Can't rule them out just yet. Weir with the free kick. It's going to go to the back post and the shot comes in. It's going to find the yes! back of the net for 2-0. And on his debut, Michael Mellon has found the back of the net early in the second half. The youngster on loan from Burnley. It is his full senior debut and he's marked it by doubling the shrimp's advantage. The free kick from the right side from Jensen Weir. Bristol Rovers don't clear their lines. Mellon's connection wasn't the the tightest in the world, but it somehow found the corner of Balcom's net. And in the 47th minute, Morecambe 2, Bristol Rovers 0. I was just speaking to uh, Joel Shooter at half-time over a, a cup of tea, saying I think Mellon's deserved a goal today. And uh, he goes and does it straight up pretty much within a few minutes. So I'm not sure we quite knew what to do in terms of his celebration there. It was uh, it took a, little a bit, bit of deflection, by the way. It took a deflection. We, we do not care. That should give him the confidence now to kick on now. Lovely intricate play. Ball in the box. Donald Love! Lovely short corner routine for the Shrimps and Bristol Rovers completely and utterly done at the near post. Donald Love found himself in space, angle was tight and he rifled it into the far corner and listen to the sound of the Mazuma Stadium as it erupts around us and in the 49th minute it's Morecambe 3, Bristol Rovers 0. He absolutely rifled that into the net, where has this come from? It's his first goal for Morecambe as well. The club captain surely, surely puts the points on the no, board no, in the bag. A lot of football to be played, a lot of football. In the need- 50th minute, Morecambe 3, Bristol Rovers nil. What a start to the second half this is for the Shrimps. Gibson in front of the Berlin well, Wall. Pirouettes away Brilliant. from trouble. Back to Jacob Badeau on the edge of the box and then Damal Simeu on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area with some space to move the ball forward, looking for options. Gets it back from Jensen Weir. Mellon into the path of Weir once more. Crowley, Crowley wriggles okay. away from his man inside the centre oh, circle. Go, Plays a delightful ball through to Cole Stutter! Yes! Yes! Oh! Beautiful goal. We oh. won it back so well in the middle of the park. Crowley in the centre circle. And with the outside of his right foot, he just pinged a beautiful ball into the path of Cole Stockton. Clean through one-on-one. And Cole, the goal, takes it first time past Balcom. And that is going to be the point well and truly in the back for Derek Adams' men. After 62 minutes, Morecambe 4, Bristol Rovers nil. Pure quality, that. Pure quality. Danny Crowley couldn't deal with him. Just as that, that classic should not be playing League One. Put in, put in Cole. And that was a call that we saw last season, slotted in with the outside of his foot. This Shrimps team are on fire now, just picking them off on the break and made a good Bristol Rovers side look very ordinary today. Fortress Mazuma 
Finley chips it towards the right-hand side of the box, headed away by Gibson, might fall for Ryan Loft, looking for a, an angle to get a shot away, it's going to be deflected, is it into the back of the net? No, oh, but it is going to be a penalty though. Well, I think it's Denal Simeu on uh, Josh Coburn inside the six-yard box, just after Moore can make it 4-0. Chance for, I'd say, Bristol Rovers to get back in the game, but to, perhaps to get on the board. Now, Connor Ripley has saved four of the five penalties in open play that he has faced this season. He scored, uh, he saved two against Derby, most notably. One against Ipswich. In fact, Ipswich, the second one, Lee Evans, is the only time that he has been beaten from the penalty spot this season. In front of the barter card end. It's Scott Sinclair from the spot for Bristol Rovers. Ah! And again, <laughs> Connor Ripley. Oh, oh my God. Well, it's second oh nature. Second nature to Rippers now, isn't it? Second nature. Oh my God. It was a decent enough. It was a decent enough penalty from Scott Sinclair, but it wasn't completely in the what corner. What Connor Ripley guesses the right way and just palms it away. Easy, Ooh. easy as you like. Still Morecambe four, Bristol Rovers nil, and that is the fifth penalty that Connor Ripley has saved this season. Unbelievable. Mayer twisting oh, and turning, slipping oh, away from his man. Adam Mayer in the box. Oh! Oh! finds the far corner it gets better and better and better for the shrimps and that was a superb solo goal from Adam Mayer bombing forward down the left hand side rode the tackle inside the penalty area drew the keeper angle a bit tight and he fires it into the far corner in the 87th minute and that puts the icing on the cake at Morecambe 5 Bristol Rovers nil I'm going to put something out there is this the best EFL result we've ever had League One, highest division, yeah. against the quality Bristol Rovers side, 5-0. And it's been that, you know, we've just, every, just been the complete performance. We just look like we're enjoying the football. You're saying he's going to stay up on the Mazuma form. Why not go to Derby next week? Go and make a statement win. Why not? We've got to win away from home at some point, you would think. Beautiful goal by the mayor, what a player. I think we can allow ourselves to dream at 5-0 up, but Bristol Rovers looking to knock the board on the edge of the area, oh. and they do, and that was a fine finish by Aaron Collins for his 14th goal of the campaign. Lovely right-footed effort from the edge of the box. Nothing Connor Ripley was going to do about that as it nestled into the far corner in front of the barter card. And in the last minute, it's the former Morecambe man who pulls a goal back for the gas heads at Morecambe 5, Bristol Rovers 1. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. Referee Will Finney puts the whistle to his lips. That ends another super, super afternoon here at the Mazuma Stadium. And Morecambe have climbed out of the relegation zone in style. Goals on 20 minutes from Dan Crowley, driving it in from 25 yards out to score on his full debut in front of the Barter card. 2-0 on 47 minutes, a Michael Mellon deflected effort, found the far corner. It was 3-0 soon after, with Donald Love's drive from a tight angle from following a very nice short corner routine on the right-hand side. 4-0 after 62, Cole Stockton with his third of the campaign. Crowley involved once more, the lovely pass, and Stockton one-on-one, -on -one, taking it first time into the back of the net. Two minutes later, Connor Ripley, as he does most times really, saved his fifth penalty of the season from Scott Sinclair, and we made it 5-0 on 87 minutes. Adam made a goal of all of his own making, skipping away down the left-hand side and then riding the tackle inside the box and finding the far corner with a low left-footed drive. Aaron Collins in the 90th minute pulled a consolation goal back for Joey Barton's men. It mattered not. We've got out of the relegation zone in some style at Morecambe 5. Bristol Rovers won a real statement victory. Tom Collins alongside myself, Dave Salmon on Shrimps Live this afternoon. Wow. Another good little bit of news there. Not where we should be looking that low down the table off that, but a late equaliser for Shrewsbury against Forest Green. Um, but yeah, just unbelievable performance today. I would say I, one of our best, if not our best, EFL performance. Do you think it's that good today, Tom? Been superb all around the pitch. Top performances from Connor in goal to. The whole defence has not been a weak performance there, and the finishing, the quality, you know, top quality football, and start to look at this team and get quite excited by the quality that we've got. 
to hopefully kick on this season and start looking down, start looking up. The league table certainly looks far healthier now. Six wins in the the W column, and, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's picking up those three points. I think as Derek Adams said earlier in the season, Tom, it's all in good having creditable draws and battling well for a point. They're good to an extent, but it's the three points that push you at the table ultimately, and four straight wins here at home has, has done wonders for our league position. Couldn't buy a win before, and now all of a sudden you look like you, it's a team that they just seem to be enjoying the football. You know, you look at how they stroke the ball around when we get possession back, and it's just like, it's almost like, yep, yeah, have the ball, we're going to punch you on, on the, we're going to attack you, have that, that counter punch in there, and, and hit them on the break. And that is what was so impressive for me today. Bristol Rovers are no mugs. They were 11th in the League One table coming into it this afternoon. There were just a few points outside the the playoff spots themselves, and we have absolutely humbled them. There's no two ways about it. Derek had clearly done his homework of how you know what what Bristol Rovers are about. Plenty of possession. I said it to you early on. They're going to play the ball back, and we let them have it up to halfway line. They didn't have any options then. They got blocked, and they had to go down the middle. As much success, he had a few crosses down the right, but they just didn't hurt us particularly. And I was quite surprised by the stats at half time in terms of shots. I thought we were quite unlucky to only be 1 0 up, and I think second half our class actually showed. And we looked like a side that should be beating a side that's 11th in the league. And the, the quality through the team, the 11 all of a sudden. And I think the other thing is we're starting to look like we have a settled team in terms of how we play football. Mm. You look at, you know, you've got Shaw who knows where his position, you've got Weir who knows where his position, you've got more of a set of back line, you know. Last season we were swapping keepers. We've got Connor every game. Got Cole looking confident again. You all of a sudden you start to have a, a way of playing and that's really key to getting consistency. We certainly have settled on that 3-4-3 come 3-4-1-2 formation. Cole looks so much better when he's got somebody up top with him to take some of the workload away. But today, as well as his goal, and it was a Cole of last season, wasn't it? With a lovely flick finish first time one-on-one. -on -one. But, not, but not just his goal that's given him the confidence. It was his all-round general play in the final third. Absolutely terrific. Cole back to his best. You said it is Cole looks more comfortable with two up front. Um, I think Cole today actually could have looked good on his own. He just all of a sudden looks like playing the kind of strong hold-up play. It, I do agree with you. I think Mellon, um, Mellon and also having Crowley just picking him out. I mean, was it Crowley? Crowley put the ball in for Cole. How did he defend against that? That was the Crowley that, that tore us apart at Cheltenham last yeah, season absolutely. when it was 3-1 or 4-2. I forget the score, but... We, he got in those pockets of space, broke away, and they just couldn't handle it. It's like you've got two two strikers are playing off the last man. You've got someone in the hole. How do you defend against that? You can't, can you? And, and it's that's very it. difficult. Bristol Rovers, I was impressed with them in the first half in terms of their press and, and, and they, they never gave a ball up but and, and trying to recycle possession but we capitalised on that because at some point you've got to try and take a bit of a risk, haven't you, to, to get a shot off and we just picked them off. Well, when they're pressing... If we get round them, there's going to be spaces. I mean, Donald Love actually got in some really advanced positions. Donald Love today actually played more, almost like a winger than he did. Um, like he was. You think of Donald Love as more of a fullback than a wingback. <laughs> wow. So Shrewsbury have pulled it down from one 0 to ruin the Duncan uh, Fer Duncan uh, Ferguson party to to win two one in the 99th minute. Uh, I've got a, a, a Shrewsbury fan that, that you probably know, Ollie, who. Um, was looking to upset the party, so be delighted with that result today. Let's look at the league table very quickly then, Tom, if we may. And it makes for excellent reading. Forest Green Rovers bottom, 22 points from 29. It's Cambridge United, 25 from 27. Burton, 25 from 27. And Accrington, who didn't play today because they got uh, hammered by Leeds in the FA Cup. Uh, also 25 for, from 25. So they've got a couple of games in hand. And then 20th, it's MK Dons, 25 from 28. So four clubs there, all on the same number of points. And Morecambe in 19th, 27 points from 27 games. But look at the goal difference. That's why I was just about to come onto you start I think there's a story there that you look at the goal difference we were talking about last season minus nine you're looking at Forest Green minus 31 minus 23 I think there's a story there we're talking about you would hope we're starting to hopefully put a bit of difference between that kind of lower bottom four and us pushing 
more the mid-table side. And then just above us, Cheltenham Town just two points behind, uh, above us on 29 from 27. Fleetwood also 29 from 27. We've both got, of them are in a horrid runs of form. We have Fleetwood Town in just a couple of weeks' time here at the Mazuma Stadium. And then Lincoln catchable as well at the moment 31 points from their 60 from their 26 games uh, so going into those games at home Port Vale Fleetwood not, Forest Green Rovers in, any of that, Forest no. Green Rovers in two weeks time forget but Dave I think you're seeing this all wrong mate I think if uh, we got Derby next week go to Derby get a result and then we don't have to focus just on the Mazuma it's actually we're a good side good side kick on Derby are an excellent side but let's go and, and be really positive. Let's go and get a result, get three points at Derby. There's no reason why we can't, given how well we've played today, given the superb debuts uh, fr from all three of the, of the January loan signing debutants and, and everybody else pulling together. It's just looking so much more positive, Tom. So for those who haven't seen the action today, what can you tell us about Morecambe's performance and just how good it was? Top class. As I said, it arguably one of our best performances in the EFL if not the best from the keeper, the defence, the midfield the forwards every element came together we worked hard as well, in and out of possession we were professional and clinical with the chances it was just a top performance and we made a, a good Bristol Rovers side who there's a good chance we'll finish top half this season we've made them look like a really ordinary side today Mr. Tom Collins, Shrimps Online. A, a pint of Guinness is well overdue. Go, get yourself I to the bar. So. I think it would be rude not to. After get yourself to the like bar, that. and we'll we'll speak to you hopefully very very soon on Shrimps Life. Lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us on, Dave. Yeah, it was a great win for us today. You know, to score the goals that we did, the new players that come into the team to give them their full debuts today, for the players that um, you know come into the side that uh, hadn't been playing. But um, I think that overall it was a you know a fabulous performance from us to beat a team that. Uh, in an 11th position in the league, 5-1 at home. Uh, the goals that we scored, the way we took them, um, uh, it, was a, it was a great day for, for the players and the staff. Some great performances all over the field, but uh, Dan Crowley is obviously the one that really stood out for us. Sensational. Yeah, I mean, Dan can take the ball anywhere on the pitch, and uh, he we just changed his position just before he scored because um, we felt that... Um, Bristol Rose were just getting out on that right hand side he came there and uh, took it in off the left hand side and uh, he scored a fabulous goal, he was involved in a number of good moves for us today and goals, it was great to see you know, the likes of Adam Meir score, Mellon get a goal, Donald Love get a goal uh, as well and uh, just the way that we passed the ball today and uh, opened up a, you know, a very good team in Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers had a lot of possession, passed it around nicely but you were the team that always asking questions every time yeah, I mean, I've never known a team to to win a game on possession. I keep on saying that, but, um, you know, there's a fantasy about possession. Uh, and I don't know where it comes from, but it's maybe come from uh, some super-duper uh, analytic uh, person somewhere along the lines. And uh, I've never known that to win a game. I've known some goals to win a game. I've known chances created to win a game. And uh, that's the way that uh, you win football matches. And particularly of all the goals, I like the, the Cole Stockton goal, the through ball to find him, the defence splitting pass, that was just, just perfect. Yeah, I thought Cole played exceptionally well today. You know, him, Crawley and Mellon uh, up front caused Bristol Rovers a lot of trouble. In behind him, Shaw and Weir, you know, gave us that passing range and uh, support to the front three. The wing-backs and Love and Gibson were, were excellent. And, you know, the back three, we changed that about today as well because we knew the threat that Bristol Rovers uh, could cause us. And uh, we dealt well with them, you know, throughout the 90 minutes. Conor Ripley uh, enabled us to, to save a penalty late on in the game as well. But uh, overall, uh, a fabulous performance from a team. Connor Ripley, five penalty saves from six in the league this year. I think that is now, again, tremendous. Yeah, I mean, he gave uh, Sinclair a, a very big side to his left-hand side and uh, uh, I think I could have scored it if I put it to that side. But, uh, you know, he, he chose to go to the other side and uh, uh, he, he saved it. But uh, Adam Meir coming on as well, scoring uh, another young player that we have. We've got a, a young, youthful squad uh, in League One and uh, they're competing well. Adam Mayer, I thought for all the world he was going to try and cross it, but kept his cool, perfect shot as well, and a good goal for him. Yeah, I mean, I saw him come in with new boots today, so um, you know, I think that uh, he's got the new boots and he's been able to get the goal, but uh, over the afternoon, to score five goals again at home, 
uh, it's delighting for the players. You know, I'm really happy for them. The supporters are able to see a team, you know, score five goals uh, in League One for the second time this season and uh, get another home victory. We're unbeaten at home now, I think it's for eight games. Um, you know, that's a, a long and beaten run in the highest position that Morecambe Football Club's ever been in the history. I don't know if you can clear one thing up. Michael Mellon's, was it Michael Mellon's goal? Did it take a deflection? We're not quite sure and we're not quite sure who to give it to, yeah? Yeah, Michael Mellon scored. You know, I think that um, the ball was hitting the target and it just went in uh, off their player. But, uh, you know, it's, it's great for him to, you know, get a start. Uh, he's just come out of youth football at uh, Burnley and, uh, you know, he did well today. This area is a game he has to work on. He's a young player, the same as Adam Mayer. Uh, and uh, they'll get there, you know, with the coaching that we give them. Four home wins in a row now. Just uh, if we can get that full performances away, just just Derby County next week, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's another difficult game for us. We, we understand that. We went to Ellsworth Town in, in midweek and, uh, you know, sometimes you can't live with them. We drew, we drew the Derby here early on in the season, but Derby are on an upward uh, momentum at this moment in time. And, uh, you know, they've got a big game on Monday against West Ham. Finally, I know you've won five once today, but the uh, transfer deadline is still a few days left in there. Any, any chance of anyone coming in? Yeah, we're going to try. Um, you know, we've obviously um, freed up a, a bit of the budget uh, because I've had to magician some money somewhere uh, because I don't get money from other places. And uh, you know, I think that uh, you know we've done well to, to free up some money. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm helping the, the owner. I'm helping the board uh, keep this football club going at this moment in time. Hopefully, see another face maybe two this week. Or? Yeah, maybe. And uh, you know, thanks for the supporters today. You know, the support was fantastic. The way that uh, they enjoyed the game, enjoyed seeing the goals. Uh, unfortunately for them, they only saw one at the home end uh, today. Uh, it was four uh, at the other side. That's been the question actually. They were more have attacked the, the other end because they, well, they used to always attack the Barcard in the second end, mm. the second half. But it's changed, and it, the fortunes have changed as well, which is strange. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know it's something that we've, we've done. We've, we've obviously won the toss and uh, changed it around. It's worked for us. Well, Dan, what a debut for you! A five-one win against Bristol Rovers today. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Just want to thank God uh, for giving me this opportunity. Um, without him, I can can do nothing. Um, but no, it's a brilliant day, obviously for me and for the team. Um, don't think I could have asked for anything more. To be honest, you know, goal and two assists and the three points and. the team played really well so no great day talk about your, your goal first goal 20 yards out 25 yards out we'll say maybe even 30 you just decided to have a goal and it just skimmed off the ground and beat the keeper yeah um, I need to score more goals um, and I need to be be more selfish um, going forward so no I just thought just just shoot um, you don't you don't score if you don't shoot so um, took my chance and and it went in so no delighted and then a part to play in uh, two of the other four goals as well so the first the five goals the second and the third nice little ball for Donald Love to score his first goal for the club as well yeah I'm, I'm here to create goals and, and score goals so um, you know that's my job in the team um, try and get us playing be- better and try and um, get us creating more chances and, and scoring more goals Bristol Rovers they come here with a decent record they've got some decent players but uh, going forward today I thought it was sensational thank you no um, I really enjoyed it I felt good today um I felt good like the past couple of weeks in training, um, so no, it's just just time now to build on on that performance and keep going. How have you settled in? You've not much time to settle in with the boys. You had a half at Ipswich on Tuesday night, and then uh, today you got your start, but you seem to have settled in really well. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, the lads are, are, are great. Um, the staff are, are really good as well. So it's been easy to be honest. Um, I haven't found it difficult difficult at all. You know, when you got good lads around you and good staff, you know, it, it makes it easier for us. Be a very dressing room there at the end of the game. Yeah, um, it's been great to be honest because obviously when I came in, um, they were three on the bounce, um, so that made it, it makes it a lot easier for me. Um, when when you come into a losing team, it's it's obviously like the lads are a bit more low and you know, but because the fact of the lads have done so well, um, it's made it easier for me and you know, the wins just it's just brilliant. Um, it's what we play for for the three points on the weekend.
It's the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. A reminder, they are always available if you don't subscribe. Apple, Google, Spotify, simply search the Shrimps Verdict. And the full back catalogue also on the podcast section at beyondradio.co.uk. So back on the road then uh, next weekend and it doesn't get any easier does it as we uh, try and improve on our uh, record of just one away win all season uh, that against Forest Green Rovers back in September although I am really looking forward to going to Pride Park uh, next weekend to face uh, quite a formidable task in the form of Derby County if you're not heading down to the game full match commentary of course as ever on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio on our FM and DAB plus frequencies across North Lancashire and South Cumbria from 2.45. But ahead of the match, I've been chatting to Callum Bucock. Uh, Callum is one of the hosts of the fantastic Rams Talk, a Derby County fans pod and the ideal person to get the full lowdown on Paul Warren's men ahead of our trip there next Saturday. Uh, so, Callum, thanks for jumping on our podcast. Really appreciate your time. Before we get to talking about matters on the field, uh, tell us all about uh, your fabulous podcast, uh, Rams Talk. Well, really, uh, it was started um, by a, a friend of mine, uh, Jay Barker. He uh, and, and Jamie uh, Page both started it um, about uh, six uh, to eight months ago, probably longer than that. Really. Um, took off um, uh, back end of last season, uh, going into this season, when the takeover um, really happened. Uh, and then um, Jake decided to open the floor to getting um, fans on and, and having different opinions. Uh, and really, that's where I came in, in, into the fold and a couple of the other guys who, who've now became uh, regular hosts uh, now as a team of five, um, when really we uh, we came on, decided to uh, obviously talk about different views and obviously going into the new season, kind of not knowing what was going to happen with with the club. Um, and the pod really then took off um, with uh, with that um, initiative. And then really just because of the way we wanted to grow, get these uh, preview um, pods that obviously we had you on, on ours uh, and, and with other clubs uh, and doing the live shows, we do them um, straight onto uh, onto Twitter um, and, and have that live every single week. Um, because we wanted to grow, we felt that we really needed regular regular people and, and the team of five that we, we, we operate with and the guys that I'm a part of um, really went with that and it's gone from strength to strength. And it's a fans pod, it's not corporate, you can tell it like it is I suppose at the moment. Uh, all is well, so uh, let, let the good times roll, if you will. Yeah, no, 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 no corporate at all. All fan, all fan led, all fan views, and uh, and really, we we just go with the flow and just have really a laugh. At, at the end of the day, we do it our own own quarter, own time. We do it uh, just for the love of it and because we love the club. And really, we just want to get our view out there and and really just be a voice for reason and and whether people listen to us or not, <laughs> it's another question. Well, I suppose when, when you've got a large fan base, you've got more of a chance of, of, of getting some subscribers, haven't you, I guess? But so you are <laughs> everywhere, aren't you? On social media, uh, you've got lots of online channels. Uh, where can we find you? Uh, so we're really uh, so we're on Twitter um, at Rams Talk Pod. Um, we are also on um, Facebook, um, really uh, led by Jake, um, and we're also on uh, YouTube, uh, which we uh, obviously stream the shows on uh, live. Um, so you can uh, find us there, and obviously you can find us on all the audio platforms, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, and stuff. Uh, and really, we, we wherever you think you could find a podcast, we are there. <laughs> It's always best to be as uh, spread yourself as widely as possible in these kind of things. That's what I say. Uh, now, yeah. Callum, you've had um, you've had some great highs. You've had some crashing lows in the last couple of seasons. It's uh, it's been quite the roller coaster. Yeah, no, that's probably the best way of describing it. To be honest, <laughs> um, when you look at, um, I mean, the last eighteen months uh, as a Derby fan has probably been uh, probably the most. Uh, stressful uh, a most torturous time um, but also obviously in recent times um, it's been uh, the most delightful and and really um, it's it's it shows how a club uh, really means to a, a town or a city um, whether it's a, a big uh, scale like ours or even like yours in, in Morecambe um, it shows what football can do to a town and city uh, when you look at um, obviously back end of last season when we didn't know if we were going to have a football club to go and watch on a weekend 
um, and then you go uh, and see what that um, really oblivion of a football club can do to a, a town. Obviously, you look at the likes of Berry and, and other ones that we know. Um, we thought that was going to be us. And and obviously, then uh, you see uh, David Klaus saved us, really, uh, and has been absolutely brilliant since he's come in and just stabilised the club, which has meant that we'd be able to obviously um, go into this season and and, and now on, on an unbeaten run of nearly 19, 20 games, which if you said that 12 months ago, <laughs> I would have called you a madman. Yeah, we'll come on to that in just a tick. It's uh, it, it's uh, just a small matter, isn't it, of 19 games, I think, as it stands. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's quite the feed. But we'll, come on, we'll, we'll talk about uh, on-the-field matters in, in, in just a tick. Yeah. I suppose you look at Berry and... You look at other clubs, uh, Macclesfield and others who are, who have fallen through the trap door. You look at Bolton, who were literally within, I think, a couple of hours of, of going the same way that Berry did, and they just about got pulled back from the brink. It's almost inex- to me, it's almost inexplicable that that teams of that magnitude, Derby County being one of them, former Premier League side, huge stadium, how you can get yourself into that kind of financial mess in the first place, but. I suppose it's a, it's a cautionary tale about ownership, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. When when you look at um, um, football in the, as a whole, uh, the money now put into into football uh, at the, the top ends, um, and it and we really don't see it filter down into the lower leagues. You can see why clubs struggle, uh, and and obviously, if we're struggling, you, you're kind of um, really looking at. Um, whether it's mismanagement or whatever, but you're looking at clubs like 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 the um, League Two clubs that are going into the National League and stuff. That you've got big clubs down there with great history, uh, and and you're worried that if one one bad owner can can ruin a football club. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've got a good owner now um, in League One. Are you disappointed that you couldn't quite save yourself from relegation, or was it? almost inevitable in a way that you needed to sort of semi-start again in that respect. You can say that. I mean, it's really tough. You, you look at how close we got, you probably go, oh, absolutely, could have done it. But, and and, but... and you, were, you, were from absolute, you came from absolute, from the dead, didn't you, really? You were absolutely yeah. sunk without trace. And then... I don't know whether it was the Wayne Rooney factor or you found something from, <laughs> you found something from somewhere and uh, you did get pretty close in the end, didn't you? Yeah, well, we took it right to the last few games, and really, we, we the fact we even took it to there um, uh, spoke volume, um, and it spoke volume of the squad at the time, um, the individuals that were there, and and yes, uh, Rooney went on to obviously he's now in pastures new in the MLS, but it showed that ju- just really just man management, just belief can get you can get you most places. You don't need the quality. We played majority of the squad were I think of the combined age of like under. I think it was under the age of 23, I think, of the average age. Uh, and and just really shows what, like you said, belief can do to a, to a team. You don't need to have the, the quality. We beat Fulham uh, on Sky, uh, the, the quality of Fulham on that night. We, we did not deserve to, to win, but on the night, we were the better team. We we got the win, uh, and it's those nights that we we cherished, and we got great chance out of it uh, that we we take to uh, to all games now and stuff, and it really pulled the fan base together. So, and I suppose that helps, doesn't it? When you go through turbulent times, you you need to be all pulling in the same direction and 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 hope that uh, those better times around the corner, which it looks very much as uh, as if they are at the moment. I think you had uh, I wouldn't say you had a shaky start to life in League One. You probably didn't perhaps have quite the resounding successful start that you might have hoped for but uh it's so far so good isn't it and certainly the last few months it's uh well it couldn't really be much better yeah you're spot on uh what we, what we say is derby fans it's the worn effect um and uh, you think like you were saying at the start of the season um we were, we had five players signed at the start of the season uh when everyone was training with pre-season we then uh, recruited i think it was uh 17 players within two days <laughs> um and and that was down to uh, Liam Resinier at the time who's obviously now gone to Hull um uh, David Klaus gave him uh, the position on a temporary basis on an interim basis just to see um what the style of play was going to be like how he settled in and Paul Warren um was then the man uh, that David Klaus went for um and to to really pull a manager from the championship down to league back to league 1 
um, showed that he believed in the project, he believed in the, the new ownership uh, and the squads um, he liked the look of and he brought his whole team with him. And like you said, since then, um, we've gone from strength to strength. Um, we had a little bit of a shaky start with a, a loss to Port Vale on his first day, but I won't really go into how that happened because <laughs> uh, uh, I'll get in trouble. Um, but uh, but you look at um, the, the, the unbeaten run, um, yes, you can look at stats and stuff, but really they're just taking it game by game. They haven't really been looking at... Uh, the, the the end goal they've just been taking it game by game and uh, just picking up results whether it's a draw or a win um, and and whether it's a league or a, or a cup really um, they treat it the same. So Paul Warren is universally loved at the moment by every single uh, Derby County fan. Was Liam Rossini a little bit hard done by though Callum? Uh, obviously there were rumours that he was about to be poached by Blackpool. That never quite came off, and it was getting this reputation as being one of these young up and coming. Uh, next generation coaches. So uh, how much of a surprise was it that he didn't then get given the job on a full-time basis? I think it really was a 50-50 split um, down the fan base, really, at the time. Um, I think people were sceptical because Liam Rossini um, didn't do anything wrong, really. we were, I think we were in, within the top 10 um, at the time and uh, played um, good uh, football. Um, it was uh, playing around from the back and a good, nice style of play. Um, I mean, fans uh, will probably uh, attest to that with um, some shaky at the back uh, starts and stuff in games um, from playing out with uh, from the keeper into centre halves and stuff. But uh, but then it really, like you said, um, when when the people look at it and go, it was hard done by. I think it was just really David Klaus um, wanting to go a slightly different direction, really wanting to get the club out of the league as quickly as possible, and and bringing in a a, a manager that has has proven that. Um, three seasons on the trot, three promotions with with Rotherham, um, with a club uh, that's um, uh, and, and this is no disrespect to him, but with the, a limited budget and uh, compared to Derby, when we uh, haven't got restrictions on us stuff, but uh, in terms of an infrastructure, really, um, you look at what he's done there. And for anyone who's listened to, um, I believe he's got a, a BBC documentary that kind of followed uh, the Rotherham um, promotion uh, one season. He's a man manager. He fits the dub profile. He gets his players working incredibly hard, incredibly fit. And really, that's all Derby fans ask for is just effort. And that really aligns with what Paul Warren's uh, style of play is. Now, Callum, I look through Derby County squad with a great envy, uh, just in, in a similar way to I look through Sheffield Wednesday squad, Ipswich's squad and and Plymouth squad. You, you can go on and on with the with, with the, the big spenders in this league. Obviously, you've had the financial restrictions uh, to, to not quite put you in that league. But I look down at your squad and I think, blimey, there's Curtis Davis, there's Conor Hurahan, there's Nathaniel <laughs> Mendes-Lang. And you go on and on and on. And you think, well, hang on a minute, Derby was skint a few months ago. Have they managed to attract these calibre of player uh, in, into into Pride Park and, and made it what is now as well you know a very very competitive squad in league one what what's the secret being or is it just well it's derby it's a big club so away we go it must be something in the source or something in derby <laughs> <laughs> no um you're uh, you're right when we when we signed those players uh, we weren't expecting them we were just uh, we could only sign players on a free transfer so it was whoever was available on a free transfer and and it, uh, Liam Rossini at the time um made no mistake about it that really we're working on a limited budget. There's only, uh, I think it's, no, there's no exact figure that's been um, announced by the EFL, but I think it's around 12,500 a week that we can put on uh, on, on a wage, uh, which is significantly lower than any wage that we had before um, under the previous regime, which has actually proved well because it's meant that we're financially stable now. Um, but yeah, I think that shows that players really came to us just because whether they bought into the project or the club or the city, uh, one of those factors meant that they uh, have come to us. Conor Horahan, uh, two, two, three years ago, beat us at the playoff final with Aston Villa. Now he's playing for us in, in League One. Uh, so, so as I say, from, from an outside perspective, you're exactly right. We, we internally as fan base weren't expecting them. We weren't going to turn them down once they, once they accepted to come here. Is it the time can gel? The phrase I used in commentary a couple of times this season when we've been playing the so-called superpowers in, in League One is shopping at a different supermarket, fishing in a different <laughs> river, whatever you want to call it. And it's definitely the haves and the have-nots. And I suppose there is a, a small hint of jealousy there. I think 
you know, you'd, you'd love to have better and bigger players at your club, regardless of, of, of who you support. But uh, suffice to say, you've got a, a super, super competitive squad at the moment. Uh, a, a bit of time has passed since we uh, had that one-all draw at the Mazuma yeah. uh, earlier in the season. I think both sides have changed and, and, and evolved. So tell us everything we need to know, Callum, about, a, a and as it stands, a current all-worn setup, um, formations, players to watch. Uh, give us the inside track on that. Yeah, so the, the the style of play really for Paul Warren is usually a three-five-two high-pressing team. Uh, usually, when he was at, at Rotherham, he hasn't really been able to to put that into place uh, with us just because of the current squad we've got, and we haven't really been able to add to that squad. Um, one back end of the summer when he first came in, but also in the January transfer window. Now we've only signed. Um, uh, one player in terms of uh, on an loan player, um, Tony Springer from Norwich, um, and and that's really the only player we've been able to add to the squad. So he's had to, he's kind of had his hands tied behind his back, really, in terms of what he can do. Um, so you usually see us now playing a four-two-three-one uh, formation. Um, we've kind of been pressing with that because of a, a certain player called Jason Knight, um, who is a Republic Ireland international, um, has has played uh, for Republic Ireland in a number of positions, but really his best positions have been in uh, in that number 10 role, just starting that high press. Um, and uh, it's really a back-to-front, um, fast style of play that whether it needs to be um, a, a route one uh, up to whether that's James Collins or, or David McGoldrick um, and then bringing the other players into play or that's actually playing out from the back. Um, it's just getting the ball as quick as you can up to uh, the strikers or the uh, the wing players and getting the ball into the box as quick as you can. Um, he doesn't like um, the, the intricate one, two, three passes outside the box that you might see from um, the likes of uh, Bolton or whatever who do play really good football. It's just a case of getting that ball into the box as quick as you can and seeing what comes of it. And... Uh, and really, the, the the makeup of the, the team at the moment has been the defence. Um, the um, uh, clean sheets that have been held, Joe Wildsmith came in as a third-choice um, uh, goalkeeper from uh, Sheffield Wednesday and has been an absolute revelation as a goalkeeper. Um, when we first signed him, everyone was sceptical on him and uh, and he's really proven dividends in, in terms of the way he plays. He's commanded his box and uh, there's been an absolute rock at the back. And and the defence itself, is, uh, we, we, we joke about it on the podcast every single week, it's the most makeshift defence you'll ever hear. Um, uh, probably in in the top four divisions of uh, English football, we've got a uh, centre mid playing at right back in Corey Smith, uh, who's made that position his own. Um, we've got uh, the only true centre centre half at the moment, um, Aaron Cashin, um, who's an absolute brilliant player. Um, again, another Republic Ireland international, um, and uh, Craig Forsyth, who previously uh, has had injury concerns but has played left back or left wing back as his time is become one of the best centre-offs uh, in the last two, three years for Derby. Um, and then uh, at left-back, we've got Louis Sibley, who's, who's been a number 10 um, in his time and, and going through the ranks, who, who's, who's really, again, made that left position his own. And it's really just showed that um, Paul Warren uh, has been able to work with the, the squad that he's got um, and getting the best out of the players, and it's not in natural positions. And that's the thing that we've been so impressed with as a, as a fan base and, and got us as, on the pod. Um, is just seeing how man management uh, can really get you somewhere. You don't need to be Pep Guardiola to get the best out of your squad. So a little old Morecambe coming to town then, Callum. We're in relegation trouble with only one once in the league away from home all season. Uh, that was a scabby last-minute winner against Forest Green Rovers, bottom of the table. It's a nailed-on victory, isn't it, for you guys? Or is it not quite as simple? Uh, no, definitely as <laughs> simple as that. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, at one of our most recent away uh, games against Port Vale proved that we were 1-0 down within five minutes to go. Uh, and they're a mid-table side that people most would think that we'd go and get a result out of. And it showed that uh, not everyone is uh, who they seem to be. And we've really struggled um, against um, the team's uh, lower half really away from home and that's just because of um the resolute defenses that they have and the the, the boggy pitches the uh, the usual uh, things that you really uh, put in place with league one um and you look at um the i think it was Cheltenham it was three two um again another tight game uh, that we've come from behind um so so no I, we 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 never now 
take a team for granted, um, whether it's at home or away. Um, people might look at it and go at home, the home advantage. Um, we, we usually have 26,000 plus at, at Pride Park. Um, so, so you're in for a great atmosphere at least. Um, and uh, it, people will probably be expecting a win. You're right. Um, but at the end of the day, any team can come to Pride Park and, and put up a result. There are lots of so-called superpowers in League One, uh, Callum, and I think as as, as we spoke in, in in the reverse pod with yourself, and uh, nobody's got that divine God-given right to automatically get straight back into the championship again. And you look down some of the names in League One, and and, and you look at maybe some of the slightly surprising packages as well. It's a it's a real bun fight to get out of the division. Uh, how have, how have you seen it from that point of view? And and what is the ambition? I suppose now you're on this unbeaten run. The playoffs is, is, is must be the bare minimum, I suppose. Yeah, well, when we first started um, the, the start of the season, like I said, with five players, we we, we just said let's stay in the division uh, and just um, keep uh, keep that structure and go from there. Um, now, as you say, um, with where we are, we, and when you look at um, the probably the the way the league is at the moment it's so competitive there's such so, uh, there's teams that really shouldn't be in 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 the division um and and at, at that top half uh, with us um it is going to be in a really probably a dogfight is is probably the best term to be for it whether that's for the top two positions or or at least the top six and um, you've got the likes of Sheffield Wednesday Ipswich Bolton all ex top league sides derby are obviously within that um and, and you've got the ones just outside of it who usually are league one specialists like the likes of Wickham and Peterborough who usually are always up there each year as you know and uh and they always will be um those sticking points so as I say it's not going to be um an easy ride towards the end of May um but let's just hope that's we can stick within that top six and uh and if we can push for top two we'll we'll keep the chase on and and if Plymouth or, or Sheffield uh, Wednesday or Ipswich fall will be there what crumb of comfort can you give us Callum what glimmer of light do we have <laughs> that we can cause an upset on Saturday um, I think that um, it really is just the the, the mindset of, of the squads. Uh, if they if they turn up um, and they think that um, we, we're going to get a result out of it, quite a simple result, you're going to be, be in with a really good shot because when you look at um, teams that really put on the, a, a physical game with us, um, we we not, don't tend to struggle, but that, that's where we become our most vulnerable. Um, when it becomes really scrappy, it becomes uh, that centre midfield. No one really takes that ownership of it, and uh, and it becomes um, his head tennis is probably the best term. Uh, and and as I say, um, that that direct game that we really impose um, then becomes our downfall because then it becomes just end to end. The ball doesn't really sit. Um, you guys then might latch onto something, um, and and and. Uh, catch us on the counter. Port Vale did th- that really, really well um, in midweek uh, last week uh, against us, uh, um, where we've kind of um, overloaded um, with our, our team trying to get the, that goal um, that's uh, eluded us all fixture. And then they catch us on the counter and go a sucker punch us and get a 1 0 result. That then, no um, unbeatable force. Um, so, so Morecambe have. Every given right to to get a result out of us. It's just obviously whether the team um, that you bring down to Derby um, have that mindset. Just uh, one final question, Callum, about your squad, if I may. We have a former Morecambe man in in your ranks, Tom Barcazen. How, how has he yeah. been getting on this season? We we loved him when he was at the Shrimps. Uh, we we had to sell him to Preston, uh, literally, to pay the bills. We didn't want to let him go, and Preston got him dirt cheap. And obviously, then you got him on a free transfer a few years later. Uh, how has Tom uh, been for you this season? He started off um, not, not probably the, the the player that we we thought we signed um, really, and the player that you guys probably knew at Morecambe. Um, he, he did struggle to, uh, to start with. Um, we saw glimmers um, of what he can bring, um, but he's really he had an injury. Um, I think it was a way either at Ipswich or Portsmouth where he, he had a hamstring injury, and um, and he was out for I think it was like three to four weeks. Uh, and he's come back and, and he's been an absolute revelation uh, in that wing role. 
Um, the the way our wingers play is is kind of swapping um, either side, and they also swap with the striker. The kind of the front three and front four, if you include Jason Knight as a ten, really just interchange, and that's really get the best out of uh, of Tom uh, Barkhazen, and because it's meant that he's bit had a much freer role. He's he's been able to express himself, and he's been informed not only with uh, assists as a winger, but also goals. Um, I mean, he scored uh, an absolute uh, cracking goal against Barnsley in the FA Cup, um, which uh, if you've uh, seen on the Emirates FA Cup uh, Twitter page, it, it was a great goal. Uh, and uh, and he scored against uh, Cheltenham away, um, a nice counter-attacking goal there. Um, so no, so he, he's he's turning into the player that we we all hoped he thought uh, and thought he would be um, because he's playing in a position that he likes and he's comfortable and he's enjoying his football again. I think that's... I think he's a confidence player. You probably attest, attest that also. He's a confidence player. If he's happy, then 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 he will get the best out of him. Well, let's hope that uh, that Tom has a has a rare off uh, off afternoon next Saturday, <laughs> and uh, a lot of your star players also do. And we can uh, nick one of our uh, one of our trademark surprise victories against uh, one of the superpowers of League One. Tom, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, one final question before I go. We're going to bring, I don't know, actually, it's hard to put a figure on it. Uh, four, five hundred, maybe, coming to Pride Park. Uh, where are we going for a pint? That's my final question. Um, I mean, over the road, you've got the, uh, the, the there's a fair few in, in the centre of Derby. If you're going to make uh, the early trip uh, and going to get maybe even come down the day before, there's some nice places in the, in the city. There's uh, just over the road, there's the Merlin, um, which is just over from the, the stadium. It's uh, kind of a hungry horse, if you know what that is, um, a pub which uh, you, you people can go to. Um, there's a, If you've probably gone the away guide, there's probably some away friendly uh pubs in and around the, uh, the city that you're more than welcome to go to um as I say derby derby's uh, a really friendly city everyone's more than welcome uh and uh, and any more confirmed that's coming down hope you have a, a great day and as i say uh, hopefully the weather's nice um so, so then uh, bring it bring it the seaside weather with you please because uh, uh, I, I think we're all uh, done with the cold weather <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing um seeing the bus i keep seeing the bus in the dugouts uh, yes and, uh, yes and, steve bloomer yes yeah. Yes, I, was, I was talking to the Steve Bloomer washing, uh, Chris Parsons from Steve Bloomer's washing about this earlier in the yeah. season. And uh, it looks magnificent on telly. I want to go down and have a selfie with it, I think, if I can get to the dugout. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's to say it's, it's been there for, for years. He overlooks it. And uh, it's something that when you're on a tour of Pride Park, it's one of the centrepieces as you come out to the, the pitch. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so, no, I'd definitely uh, recommend you doing that. I will certainly will. Uh, Callum, thanks so much. I've kept you far longer than I said I would, so thank you so much for, for bearing with us. Uh, Rams Talk available uh, everywhere. Just just search, just Google it. Just social media, Rams Talk podcast, and uh, you'll see it. Callum, good luck for the rest of the season after Saturday, and uh, I really hope we talk again next season because it means we'll be in the same division, and, and it'll be a win-win. Well, it won't be you because it will mean that you won't have got promotion, <laughs> but it'll be fine for us. Uh, looking forward to the game, Callum. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.